So you gotta you gotta assassinate someone. Fair enough. I'm curious. Are you gonna wear? Are you? Is your character gonna be dressed for the occasion like you are in real life right now with the cloak I, and the? I was always told dress for the job you want, not the one you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well said. Well said. <laughs> wow, man, that was pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> The Pathfinders found security in the eagle eyes of their ranger. It was usually sure that those scanned by the ranger's sight would most certainly find themselves vanquished before ever making it to their party. But this was Vera, who knew what dangers lay in wait. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also welcome back the dark cult leader himself, Armored Cell. Hello, hello. And always lurking in the shadows, ready to yoink your coin purse, stab you in the back, let you bleed out in front of everybody. Uh, the murder bunny himself, the always sandy Basil. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> and plus, I'll take your money with negotiation, not steal it from you. Very big difference. Exactly. He's, he's Velo, not Dark Overlord. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Well played. That was good. That was really good. Yo, everybody, we got a hell of a show, right? We're going to be finishing up our Q&A today. We are going to be talking about something uh, well, relating to those vanquish we just referenced a bit. And, of course, chatting about some community questions as well. But before we dig in, we've got to do the usual. Shout out over at AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of you, the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Okay, we've got a lot of things to start off with here, so I will go ahead and get through it real quick. So one, well... If you'd like to show this show some love, you can go over to our pin post on Ashes Pathfinder over at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Check it out. You can check out all the podcast places, one of which is iTunes. Really, really appreciate a review over there. Give us five stars if you would. Leave a comment. We'll read it here live on the show. Also, you can call in to 1-539-664-6801 to leave a voice message for our show or shoot a message over to the mailbag at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. Okay. Knights of the Phoenix, we are recruiting. If you're looking for a guild for Ashes of Creation, but more importantly, you're looking for a cool group of friends to hang with for the long haul, well, consider us. Hit us up. You can shoot me a DM on Discord. Speaking of which, discord.gg forward slash samorg. Join that once for the uh, Ashes HQ, Ashes Pathfinders podcast, and all the other things you see around here are located. Also, we've got an upcoming community day on the 14th of this month, which is going to be, uh, what a week from, no, not the 14th. I'm sorry. The 21st, I misspoke the 21st, uh, which will be two weeks from, or a week from this upcoming Friday or two weeks from last, uh, Friday, which we did our last community day. Um, yes, 
we are going to be doing uh, City of Heroes. And we are go I'm going to challenge all the community members that joined that day to create a really spooky character as Halloween or as horror-oriented as you can. And no no more Loot Ninja stuff because you guys did that already. Me hooks and talking about you. Uh, but feel free to create a really cool character that looks kind of horror-oriented or Halloween-oriented for the season. And I'll probably be doing a giveaway and picking the, the winner as well. Um, shout out to everybody who supports this show over at ashes hq both on the website and on the youtube because youtube just hit over 5100 followers we have been just trucking along uh at a really nice steady pace uh getting a lot of love over there so shout out to all of y'all who follow that support the show support the hq's development and growth um uh, so Speaking of what we had last week, we had the Ranger Reflection on Wednesday with an Ashes Talk. We had a Friday Monster Coin Game Guide. We shall go in and kind of throw these up. So if you, you want to go check them out, you'll you'll know what to look for. We had a couple Alpha One chunks. We had one on Cave Delving. And what was the other one? I think we did one on, uh, yeah, the Shrine of Creation actually was the other one. So go check them out, show some love, uh, let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for 5,100 subs on the YouTube channel. Um, oh yeah, we had the monster coins. I don't know if I misspoke on that or not for the game guide. I might have, I don't remember. Um, okay, Kofi, I am on Kofi. I got the Pathfinder podcast, so looking for more podcasts, Ashes HQ, my own creative work of the Master's Core, any and all of that, if you wanna support it, get yourself shout out on videos, the podcast here, any of that, definitely go check it out. There's a lot of different tiers, a lot of different ways to directly support all the things here. And uh, with that being said, uh, I guess we can kind of start with y'all. Like what what do y'all been up to since last, uh, last time? Anything been um, of interest for you all? that you'd like to talk about or reflect on. Oh, I had a fun community night uh, the other night here in V Rising. Had a, a few boss battles that ended in very yeah. much uh, deserved fang bangs, Tasty. as the kids I mean, say. Yeah, the kids say that, right? The kids say fang bang. Um, it's, uh, it's the word on the street. It's, uh, does anybody understand that? Do you guys do you guys understand that? Armored Cell, Faisal, do you understand what a fang bang is in V Rising? Nope. No. Uh, educate us. Educate us. <laughs> it's basically when you take down one of the big bad bosses and uh, we all need to get the the V-blood from them, right? Which is basically helps you to unlock different things, sometimes crafting stations or like um, skills and abilities. And basically, you got to sink your teeth in, right? If you if someone goes and sinks their teeth in and then they, they kill that boss, like, you know, they, they feed on that boss before everybody else gets a taste, then, then someone might miss out on some of the goods from, from taking the boss down. So we basically do a countdown. We call Bang Bang and everybody jumps on and feeds on the boss and gets their, their goods. And, and that's that. Yeah. So it's, it's a Fang Bang. Um, Seems to make sense. No, no. Okay. Um, friends. <laughs> it's been, it's been a fun week. Uh, I did want to talk about one, uh, thing specifically. Uh, I feel like I haven't done a video on it. I don't know that I'm going to do it. Um, but there was some news this week. Um, when, when you get a really large creator that covers ashes, even briefly, or does a really great comprehensive video, like lazy peons done, we had Josh Dreyfus, uh, who did uh, a video about ashes. There was a short clip that someone sent to me we talked about it Friday and I felt like some people listen to this podcast. They don't really check a lot of things on YouTube or 
Maybe they don't keep up with Ash's news or content on YouTube or any of that. And I felt like it was important to talk about. So for clarification, he basically had mentioned that he, he had this perspective that it seemed like it was feature creep, didn't really have an idea of a base game, what they were going for. Uh, he mentioned something about taming, uh, that they recently showcased taming. And so for anyone who might be up in arms about this, I think it's important. Now, I'm not speaking for him, right? But but his information clearly didn't seem accurate. Uh, I think he misspoke. Um, he was actually referencing uh, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen that recently had a taming update, which was essentially not something that was on their game development pipeline. So I think he just goofed up and mixed up information, misspoke, and and was answering it about Ashes and, and basically talked about it that way. So... Anyway, just throwing it out there, right? Don't don't try to you know put them up on the cross or anything. I think it was a misspoken moment, um, but I do understand that. I think Stephen reached out to him and is planning on doing like a, a Q and A or something like that too. So you know, typical Stephen things, right, man? He he's like, oh look, you got questions about ashes, or you uh, you maybe got a negative perspective. Here's some of the Kool Aid. Let me go ahead and get you to have a sip and sit back, and well, let's talk about it. And he usually is pretty good about informing people about the game right so there you go friends we've got to hit on the q a today um we've got a, a post on the forums the ashes hq forums that i wanted to outline from a community member meatloaf and um i feel like it was important to do this because uh and i encourage you all to go and share your own thoughts spin up your own forum posts um share some of your own thoughts around the game's development um everything else uh so he had posted this right. Where is it? Sim, you've got it. Come on. There it is. Okay. He posted this on the forums, basically talking about, um, you know, that he's basically a YouTuber. He's doing RP stuff. He's got this whole perspective about being a ta tavern owner in the world of Vera Ash as a creation, uh, inst introduces player uh, characters through social interactions. He has plenty of characters he's already created, but he'd like to get more people in the community involved as well. So, uh, he's basically looking for some people to help out. You know, it'd be tremendous if you'd be willing to help him support him. Just basically giving him a small write-up about maybe your own character. If you've already got a character you're planning for Ashes and you want to maybe, you know, give him another character to work with for his content, uh, go jump over there, check out his post. There it is. This is uh, it's from Meatloaf Media over there. And yeah, he's got a list of the things that you can share. And um, he said, P.S., could also use help coming up with names of AOC-based beer liquor. Thanks. So if you want to, you got a flair for RP and MMORPGs, you've already got an idea about your character, perhaps, um, maybe go check out the HQ forums and contribute your thoughts to uh, Meatloaf and give him something to work with. It'd be uh, a solid, I'm sure. And I highly encourage you to do so. Cool. Let's see. All right, gentlemen. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> So Steven's going to have an AMA this coming Friday, the 14th. Okay. And he hasn't done one of these since, what was it like back in 2020, that summer, right? When what I call, what I call the ashes hype train, essentially, right? When, when Asmongold and like Summit 1G and, um, what was it like shroud and Tim, the tap man and all of them got, uh, got, got news of, and got wind of ashes. 
uh, start talking to their communities about it, and you had this massive influx, and it was all as a catalyst from Lazy Peon's video, the comprehensive one he had done at that time. He's since done another one. Um, so definitely check it out if you want to kind of, you know, go soak up a massive comprehensive video because he does a pretty good job and spends a lot of time on those. But um, yeah, the Ashes hype train, as I call it, the first big hype train that we had um, with a lot of new blood, a lot of new people finding out about the game. And he did his first AMA as a result of all the new people, all the new eyes on the game. And uh, mm. we haven't done one since then. So I guess I, I'm just curious if you all have some thoughts on what you're hoping to see covered, you're hoping to see come from the AMA. Um, any thoughts about it in general? I would love to see just some more details on like their re release schedule for maybe some of the other class reveals because they've done combat reveals right now, right with both the uh, melee and the ranged combat. We haven't seen a lot on like what their timetable is for the class releases, and they mentioned that they were going to do write-ups over the next few months. Right, love to see that. I'm sure like the obvious is they'd love to see like the plan for Alpha Two and timing there. I don't know if we're going to get that. Um, I highly doubt if we're going to get that, but it would be good to kind mm -hmm. of understand like what's coming up in you know the next few live streams about reveals because they've done a good job like. I want to say hyping, but at least like saying, hey, in our next, you know, stream, we're going to be looking at, you know, the ranger or the character creator or whatever, just kind of giving at least a little bit there on what they're planning to do in the future live streams. And if there's anything special happening before the end of the year, potentially related to testing, uh, maybe it's like an announcement of spot testing or something like that, I would love to see that i think that would create a lot of hype um and and newsworthy i guess newsworthy hype uh is the ama going to be with someone or is you just gonna see questions from the community so they're he, they're, they're they're essentially going to curate a set of questions from i think it's a combination of things this time so there's going to be the reddit and i think the forums um there might be some other okay. places as well yeah um, I'll share the link here. So it's also on the dock for any of us here, but I'm going to share this for everybody uh, that's watching who's curious about some of the details if you want to check it out. Yeah, there it is right there. And they said that they ask one question per comment. Try to keep your questions short, clear, and to the point. In addition, please upvote the questions you want us to answer. During the AMA live stream, we'll be answering questions from the Reddit AMA thread during the live stream, and we'll be taking questions in order of upvotes. Okay. So I guess maybe that's actually... Yeah, maybe that's actually just AMA off of Reddit specifically. So, okay. There it is. Fantastic. Yeah. Any I other mean, thoughts? I'm just I'm mm -hmm. just gonna go this off of what they previously done. I don't think we're going to get any new information of unknown systems. Um, that's still I think that is still going to be in the shadows. They're still working on those, but everything that they've shown so far, you're going to be able to ask details, and I assume that you'll get answers for. Um. But I mean, they still have a lot of work to do, so I don't know what questions should be asked at this point. 
Yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of questions that people want to answer, but I think they're going to answer them as such. Like, um, I think it's more like certain scenario questions. Like, if I'm driving the boat and I do, mm-hmm. this happens, will this happen? Sort of thing. I think those are sort of questions they're going to, going to answer. Not, I don't think they're going to announce like new systems or anything. I'm not. I, I doubt they're going to be like, oh, Alpha Two is this because someone asked asked Alpha Two. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when when's Alpha Two gonna be like? Oh, that's absolutely the question we're gonna answer in this. Like, no, man. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind hearing about like the um the diaries that we, we were meant to hear from like the last live stream because they did say that we were meant to hear them, but then right, I've heard like radio silence from that. Um, yeah, that's been one we haven't really been getting for. I mean, in, in fairness, right? If I've got a critique for Intrepid at this point when it comes to delivering, uh, we we haven't had. Uh, the developer, right? The creative director letters. We haven't had those since like the spring of last year. And um, we were told that this year, that early in the year, we'd be starting to get um, basically content posts oh, via articles on the Ashes of Creation um, website. And that's, we've got like what, one, I think, maybe, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, there was also discussion around. Uh, the time that we were gearing up to see the character creator for the first time that they were potentially going to try. I remember it was like two streams before that. I think Steven said that they were going to try to get it in the hands of players to get them to sort of like, you know, try to create, um, you know, characters that were like, of you know, in likeness of people and stuff. So these are all things that sort of, you know, we're, we're now in like, you know, October and this was like in the spring. So it's, you know, there's like some things that definitely I'm not going to say that they're misses, but they're certainly not being delivered upon in, in a way that they've been. Um, I'm not going to say promised, but like presented for us, I think would be pretty accurate. Right. And again, uh, you know, this isn't me being a, a negative over here, being super negative about it. It's just real talk. Um, at the end of the day, it is it is, you know, it is sort of what they talk about and what isn't really happening. So, um you know, still super, super big fan of the project and have a lot of love for it, obviously, you know, what, after all the years here, um, you know, but can't be a white knight. If, you, if we're going to do a show like this, we've got to, at least from my perspective, I've got to be, you know, uh, you know, transparent about like some of the things that to me are kind of concerning. And that's one of those things. Um, we're not really getting, you know, things aren't really kind of delivered on in the way that they're, they're sort of set out. To be fair, though, there's no promises there. There's no dates. So we can't, you know, can't put them to that kind of a coal or fire. Can't be like the the people that are completely ridiculous. And some of the YouTube comments that I get over on Ashes HQ where they're like, this game looks horrible. And I'm like, well, number one, this is Alpha 1. The game isn't launched yet, Omi. Maybe, maybe check back later. I don't know. Give it a minute. I wouldn't mind hearing an update on the um, the board game because I remember um, yeah. Stephen's partner was going to say something about it on during the uh, last twenty four hour right. live stream, but then Stephen was like, "Hey, no, not yet, not yet." I was like, "Oh, so close! He was nearly going to show mm, it." So close, yet so far sometimes. Because <laughs> like, I, com- it, yeah. Sorry, I yeah. completely forgot that board games and tavern games was a part of the Kickstarter thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it was a milestone back yep. then. Jeez, stretch goals, man. There were a lot of stretch goals. Underrealm was a stretch yeah, we goal. We got them all too. Yeah, mistaken. all of them. Every one of them. I mean, group mounts were so all those things are included in the game, right? So, 
there's a lot to deliver upon. So there certainly are a lot of pieces that they got to work on balancing. And this game's got significant scale to it. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I think for even from my perspective, like I just want the game to be in a good place when they launch it. Don't launch it with this crack foundation we start building off of like some of these other games that I won't name right now that you just you just sit there and you go, why did you do this? Like, why? Why would you do this, guys? You know what I mean? Like, what did you do? Now we're building off this crack foundation. You get, you know, five to ten years down the road, and it's like, well, we'd love to fix these problems, these performance issues you're having, but uh, the reality is is uh, we can't do that at this point. Uh, we'll keep trying. Uh, enjoy enjoy the painful experience of performance. It feels like this could be turned to a really bad joke. I'm not going to go there. Um, but with that being said, why don't we go on ahead? And if you all want to check it out this Friday, um, as I've talked about, I, I usually do Ashes post shows after Ashes of Creation developer live streams. Been doing them for ages. I'm actually going to be out of town this at the end of this month, um, so I won't be able to do an Ashes post show. But um, I was taken off this Friday. I kind of said, you know what, man. I, I'll try to like make up for it. I'm going to do a, a, a viewing party sort of like how I do for the post shows and stuff. So if you want to join me to hang out or you just want to watch for yourselves, either way, check out their AMA. It's going to be live on their Twitch. Okay. You can go over, um, you can, you know, add your own questions to the Reddit. You can upvote the ones you think are really great. They really like to see answered. Um, and it's going to be 11 a.m. Pacific over on their twitch.tv forward slash ashes of creation. Um, so there it is, friends. It'll be this Friday. Um, with that being said, why don't we dig into some of those daggum Q&A bits that we've got to pick up on from last time. So I'm going to go on ahead and link this to everybody. Uh, yeah, Sam, where is your stinking? There we go. Got it for everyone in chat. And remember that good old Skylark the botanist has been picking up the slack for me and doing these for a while now. Every every developer live stream, usually right after for the end of the night, we've got those developer outline points up on the HQ in the form of an article shared on socials, posted in the Discord. Um, so there's that oh, also. Poor Skylark. Poor Skylark. He needs to pick up the Slack person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sp- Skylark's a champion. Thank you very much. Um, pick up the He's Slack for me. I've got to sleep sometimes, Faisal. No, no. <laughs> oh my god, dude. He's like, he's like, no, I want to see your eyelids glued open and you're online all the time. That's what I want to see. Damn straight. Oh no, 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 no. Arm yourself. You see? No. <laughs> he's like 48 hour live stream win. No, no. I can't, dude. Uh, that's how literally people die like live, right? Or go to the hospital. You can't. You got to make good choices. Healthy, health, healthy, balance, life balance. You know, you don't, you don't have to be awake. You can still sleep. Oh, my God, dude. I am not. You know how many bad jokes would come from me sleeping on that couch live? How many people would clip that and start talking about the casting couch? That's a LFM podcast thing uh, live most or every other week on. Uh, yeah, I see that in the background there. It's, it's a very clean, right? perfectly healthy couch there's no i shouldn't even be doing this to myself at this point we'll okay just keep it at that just because no, you no, yesterday doesn't mean it's perfectly no. clean. 
<laughs> Damn it, y'all. This is ridiculous. Can we talk about the Q&A now? Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and go down the list, all right, everybody? And then we're, we've got some uh, other discussions to hit on. But we'll just go. We'll hit these one at a time. <laughs> um, I don't have a black light, and I don't need to prove myself to anybody around here. So there's, there's that. Um, how will animations while dual-wielding weapons of A... A different type, like, you know, axes or daggers, or B, different weapon speeds. How will the animations, uh, yeah, I guess how will the speeds be different? Dual weapons will have their own animation sets. There will be a limited selection of which weapons can be dual weapons. The animation speed will be modified based on which weapon or weapons is or are equipped. Thoughts on that particular piece? This is like the actual speed of the weapon, something that you, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, it's nice. Talk about speed. What do you guys think of the great sword that they showed off? How do you guys think that's fast or slow? Oh, that's, well, I mean, I, mean, I, yeah, I, I would prefer like to, I don't want to say realistic because that's not the word, but at least like within like a, a decent practical realm. So yeah, your daggers are going to be much more quick dual wielding. I'm not expecting number one, you to dual wield great swords. And I would expect the weight of a great sword would be a slower. I mean, it, and if you do hit something, it's going to be, it's going to be like a much more impactful hit to land that shot. Yeah, I don't mind the great swords being slower, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel heavy when you're swinging it, right? And you gotta like have a bit yeah. of a base when you hit something, like, doof. like as if you're absolutely destroying someone when you're hitting a great sword, not like a tink, like a dagger. Like it's gotta feel heavy, not just look slow. I go with like the weightedness, but I also go with like the sound effects for that too. Like yeah. you know what I mean? I definitely. Definitely would agree with that. I mean, I was like sitting there thinking about the two-hander. And I remember back in the day, like the great sort of haste. And how you get like that buff from it, right? And you would cause you to move around fast. I don't know, man. Like there's a part of me that kind of wishes we we get something like that. I don't know if we get it class-based or skill-based uh, with weapons or whatever. But that was like really interesting. Uh, it was a really interesting mechanic that they added because... I don't know that I ever actually have seen that uh, approach to, well, granted it was a BR, right? But it was a testing ground for the MMORPG. That to me would be a really interesting introduction to an MMORPG for potentially a, a, you know, a class or archetype that maybe inherently due to the weapons and the nature of the skills um, doesn't really move very fast to begin with. Like maybe they're just a bit more weighed down or, or have a lot more of a weighted uh, feeling or sense to their character to give them a bit of a, a boost like that from from landing those hits maybe even specifically yeah. you know as a result of it being a weapon strike but i don't know yeah because the re the reason i'm asking uh, like i'll post the video on uh, in the chat uh basically when we had the update for the combat right. yeah. they showed off the great sword if you look at the great sword it was pretty fast if steve Fair. or the the creative team is saying if you go something that's lighter and you're going to become a lot faster or faster in general 
I feel that is going to be extremely fast for the combat. Yeah. And what they, I think what they're trying to achieve is to put the weights on a weapon. And if they're trying to do that, I think some aspects of types of weapons, like great swords, hammers, all these things need to right. die down in speed a bit. Yeah. Or... Uh, weapons that are daggers to become faster and it won't feel off yeah i would agree with that actually mm-hmm. something like especially like a, a you know like a massive hammer like geez dude like having to take a maul to something that that should be like one of the most weighted weapons you ever pick up you know and for i think even for that to feel like maybe as fast as a great sword to me would be a little off too. I'd feel like I would I would want that to be a little heavier as well. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But I think you have a good point though, because you know, if those are too quick, then you're gonna have dual wheel daggers, for example, that should be really fast, and you don't want them to be really close in any way. It's not just that, it's like the animations as well. Like true, yeah. If if you have the same speed for all the weapons. Or at least what we've seen from the video, mm-hmm. you won't feel the difference. Like, why am I playing with the dagger if I can play with the great sword? Why am I playing with the great sword if I can play with daggers? You know, mm-hmm. players won't feel that uh, difference or any agency of difference in between the skills and characteristics of weapons. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with that, and I think one of the things you commented on, Sim, makes sense to me too. Is if you want to give different classes relevance like especially if you look at like a force multiplier like a bard right you're gonna want to have these different feels for the weapons and then maybe it's like a game changer for a bard to cast like some sort of attack speed buff right on your heavier weapon wielding classes to give them like a maybe a burst advantage right so there's there's ways you can play with weapon speed that doesn't necessarily mean you're messing with the base weapon feel, right? It could be spells, it could be enchantments, it could be any number of things um, that could occur, like a potion buff. I mean, you 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 can really open that up much to much more variety in playstyle by doing something like that and still achieve what Faisal is saying, which is a different feel. Um, for each weapon that gives you an opportunity to kind of get something that fits your play style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also going to make a big difference too, because you're going to have multiple weapons on hand, right? You're going to have like mm-hmm. a main hand offhand, and then essentially like the, the range weapon. And so granted that like certain skills are going to be impacted by those weapons that you have equipped. But I also think like, even for me as a player, like if I'm going to switch between certain skills or weapons that are going to be oriented, you know, towards whatever method of combat that I'm sort of cycling between, I definitely feel like that, that change in pacing that you experience as a player as a result of the weapon that's, you know, you're switching to, I think that's definitely important too. Um, Cause I certainly feel like there's been games I've played where, you, you know, you have like maybe two weapons equipped and it doesn't feel I feel like there ends up being like a delay in swapping the weapon, which tends to feel really horrible, but not so much in regard to the, the, you know, like the, the speed of the actual weapon because of like which one you've got, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, 
I think the Elder Scrolls Online is a good example of that. You know, you could have a, a two-hander and you could have dual wield. And in a lot of ways, I don't really feel like there's a whole lot of like a speed difference going on there. Um, the only difference is really between whether you're doing a light attack or a heavy attack with said weapon. Um, and that to me never really felt felt good or felt like it really made a lot of sense either. Um, yeah. Like everything in the video is in the works and we all know that. But True. Like, still, it's better saying it now rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. So as they're developing, you know, they can fix it <laughs> or change it and it becomes more organized than the workflow, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. That um, feedback. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to say as well. I completely forgot. Okay. If you remember, just, you know, feel free to interject. Well, feedback is definitely something that they always pride themselves on. Like they, they yeah. really need our feedback. Like that, well, not need, but they really want our feedback. There's a yeah. difference of needing and wanting, right? They yeah. can do it themselves, or they can get it from us. It's that's clearly why, important to them. Like showing it, yeah, that's why I like showing things early. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the thing. Steven's going to. You got it? Did you think it? Do you? Yeah. What is it? Uh, um, Stephen <laughs> always says this on uh, live streams. Uh, he says he takes inspiration of uh, like survival, was it, or what was the two games that he takes inspiration from? Um, well, I think like Lineage Arcage 2 is, and Lineage, Lineage, yeah, Arcage Arcage? And Lineage, yeah. You're thinking, Arcage, how was the yeah. combat in those two? I mean, I can't speak on Lineage, um, Arcage, it, it was very much a tab target game. Um, I did feel that the fluidity was pretty good in that game, though. Um, by you know being 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 uh, there were a lot of things i didn't like about arc age but the the sense of fluidity and movement and combat not including mounts or anything did feel very very good to me uh, i can't speak to lineage too though okay fair. yeah uh but when you were playing the combat in uh in the game did you think uh when you switch between one weapon to the other did you feel that weight or was it all the mm, same? It was that was you didn't really get that in that one. It wasn't really like there wasn't a whole lot of weapon switching, like a swapping like you're gonna get in ashes. So yeah. But doesn't account for it well then. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't really make a reference on that. I mean, one thing if you've experienced Guild Wars 2, I think that's kind of like one I was Fair. playing in the testing that it felt a little more like that. I mean you obviously didn't have as much like skill switching like in guild wars 2 when you chose a different weapon your whole skill bar kind of changed depending on what you were like what you were wielding and so that um though i think there were some limitations on what weapons you could use given your class but i kind of feel like that is more what i'm feeling the combat is going for now because yeah. it was like a combination of like tab skills versus like a telegraph action type skills where you had to kind of do some aiming and so i mm -hmm. kind of feel like that's closer i honestly it's it's been such a long time between me playing arc age to remember exactly how that combat felt for me i mean i think it felt more traditional tab but i didn't necessarily like it or hate it um mm. uh, you know i would say guild wars 2 could probably have used some tweaks for me to really like it but it was interesting 
And that was one of the things that actually prompted me to go out and like play it for a while. It's like, oh, wow. Well, like whenever I switch my weapon, I've got a different set of skills. Yeah. Um, and you tended to, in that game, have a couple of weapons too, depending on what kind of role you wanted to play. Now they did a yeah. little more homogenization with like, like, you know, everyone could heal themselves in some form or another, but still it was interesting to be able to say, okay, if I'm going to do like a, a sword short and a shield, right. I'm, I'm going to have a different skin of skills versus a pole arm. Oh, well, did you look at that? Um, it seems that a wild Stevens in chat. What up, Steven? He said that that's a great way of explaining it. They're basically stat sticks. That's what he's, Saying. He said the same for Lineage 2 uh, and Arcage, They're, that the weapons are basically the stat sticks. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Okay, my lord. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that, that just happened. Yeah, the moment. The, <laughs> the question is, is, now that Steven's watching, does he recognize that you got a picture of him in the background and that you have a cult of Stevenism? <laughs> Yeah, you want to praise the That's dark the gods. Important and... religious figure in your house. <laughs> My God, dude. Yep, that's that. Um, okay, so <laughs> moving on to the next point. Okay, talking about summoners. This is fun. Summoners have been said to fill the gaps in party role composition. What exactly does that mean in practice? And the answer was, depending on the summon that they bring out, they will have a variety of summoning options and they will have supporting abilities that will enhance the role of that summon or that can hybridize the role of the summon based on the ability they cast on that summon or support by casting on the target. So it's something that's flexible based on the summoner. When you choose a secondary archetype as your total class, that will influence which category your summons performs best as a role. If you go for a secondary class selection that is more DPS focused, the summons from a role perspective will be a DPS summons. You will still have the flexibility, but it won't be as strong as if you selected a support or tank role, and the summons you would have a choose. Sorry, the summons you would have a, a choice of. Uh, boy, I just there's totally a typo on that. So. <laughs> Like trying to read through it, and it's like <laughs> the summons you would have a chose of those secondary classes. Okay, so scrap that. Just go with the first part. <laughs> Ignore the like last seven to eight words. But what do you all think about that in regard to, to summoners and uh, you know secondary archetypes and and summon options? I I like the idea. It's interesting to be able to, again, base your role. I mean, you still can perform the other roles, but not as well. So it does give a, like player agency in terms of your build. Like, okay, do I want to be a more healing based summoner? So do I choose cleric versus tank? Be interesting to see like how the um, bard, um, like bard secondary would go with this. Would it be more of like a buff kind of, Thing or like how would that work um and like how would i just i'm interested to see how that would work and obviously you know summoner summoner now gives me it makes me curious is like what then would a summoner summoner's focus be a larger pool probably a larger maybe yeah summon. more exactly that that's actually that's a really good observation so, so having like maximum of four summons you might have maximum of eight yeah oh man that'd be sick yeah but again, those other those things, weapons. like you might have more, right, summons, but are they going to be as powerful in like one role or another? Maybe they're more DPS. I don't know. I, I was going to ask that question. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd say it'd be like Jack, like the default summoner ones would be just like Jack of all trades. They're not good at any, every, they're not good at everything, but the decent, you know what I mean? Like mm. they're the average, but because yeah. you've got so many of them, it's just like overwhelming with numbers. I would caution um, that type of design because usually when something's average, nobody wants it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually it's, it's not that nobody wants it. It's more like um, it's not going to be a part of the meta. We're yeah, not it's, it's it not desirable, I guess, is yeah. the way I wanted to kind of say it. Like, it's just like, you know, in the early days of, you know, Paladins, right? It was like you were the jack of all trades in Master right. of None and in, in, yeah. uh, in World of Warcraft. And everybody was like, oh, you're a Paladin? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it right? wasn't. And it's, it's like it, it was like a feels bad moment where you're like, dude, I'm 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 swinging light here. What's going on? And he's like, no, you're swinging it elsewhere, bro. What's happening? <laughs> Only in so your mind. Swinging, That's yeah, exactly, exactly. You're a legend in your own mind. <laughs> yeah. Uther well, was not your friend at that point in time. There could be a second option where think of the summons like a point system where there's like a level one, level two, level three mount. Oh, not mount. Uh, summon. summon. Yeah, right. So when you got Eight, a pool of eight uh, summon points. You can summon eight level ones, or you can summon four level twos, or you can summon two level threes and level one level two. You know what I mean? Like, you have a larger pool of points to spend on your summon, so it's like a different quality of summon. Because there is like group spells, so it wouldn't make sense. They could be grouped summons. Mm. Potentially. I mean, I would still, I would still think of like the main role of a summoner if they were doubling down to be like a damage, I would just like, I would lean on something being like better than the rest. I mean, they could still again, do it. There might be like an opportunity to do like a little more of those other, I guess, other secondaries, but still focus on one thing. Otherwise it's really, there's not going to be as much appeal, I think. And I agree with Cheryl. It's like, you have to let go of the meta, but you also have to have like some sort of design systems to support that. Otherwise, people are always going to gravitate to what's air quotes best. Yeah. Yeah. What would someone be? Is it like a default? Would it be classes like a DPS or like a like a? Good like question. I feel like it probably. I mean, would be... I, I I see it as a DPS class more mm-hmm. than anything, like pet DPS, because we talk about like different types. You have like physical range, like your ranger. You've got magical, which is you know you're going to be your mage. So I kind of see the pet yeah. DPS as like the summoner's bread and butter. But if you do like secondary of like cleric or something else, right? You might have you know other opportunities to do more um you know be more of a buff bot or a healer or support versus that and that's kind of the way you differentiate but i still feel like you know like if you go summon or mage right you're going to be a damage class but you know your damage might come from you know from magic versus know, a like... summon or ranger which i don't even know how that would work maybe like your pets are ranged pets i don't know i, th- um, I think uh, summoner is just one of those classes that is going to be neutral in between is it DPS, is it a tank, or is it support? Depends yeah. on what you want. Because right. in variation of other video games, you get to see summoner in all these different lights uh, mm-hmm. that they give out. Um, yeah. It really depends on how 
they want to balance it and how they want to tackle this situation. Because if if people would just like say, okay, if we're gonna do the archetypes and we do them for the summons that we create, uh, give them either heal, more attack damage, or more tankiness. Um, I it's a little bit tricky because it's very hard to balance these things. You're making it a lot more complicated for a single class. Comparing it to something like a fighter, for example, you can just modify stats if you want to, or like add new skills or change a few skills. But when it comes to summoner, you feel like if you're going to change or let's say uh, put an archetype, you feel like that's going to change my entire kit <laughs> in terms of stats and mm -hmm. in some uh, uh, what's it called, some skills that uh, the summoner performs. Yeah. Um, in terms of summoner, summoner, the OG class of summoner, um, I feel it should tackle the scenario of this is the only class that is true that is able, if it unleashes its true power of summoning a monster, it should be the toughest out of every other archetype. If that's how they want to tackle it. Um, just for the fact that you want to make something special for that summoner class to be as pure as possible. But at the same level, you don't want to ignore the archetypes. Mm -hmm. Like, they should be special in its own way, but it's not going to be as effective as summoner summoner. Yeah, I think that's a tricky thing too, you know, is that you know that summoner is going to essentially be able to help bridge the gap for parties, you know, in regard to roles that maybe are a little lacking, you know, whether it's damage, healing, tanking, whatever the case may be. But one of the things that I'm most curious about is the cost benefit analysis that's going to go into uh, essentially like, you know, your point allocation, how that will yeah. impact uh, essentially like the weightedness or style of the different summons. Um, and it's sort of the cost benefit analysis between if I, if I, potentially have the capability to, to invest a lot of points in uh, the function or the performance of my my summoned creatures um, then like you know you know how much of a cost is that going to come at in regard to other skills that maybe I would have more access to or ranks that have more access to um, but that's one of those things where I just want to see you know the 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 base kit for uh, for the archetype um, to start with but we sadly are not there and i agree with john uh, a snapshot of the necromancer would be pretty fun um for for this uh for this halloween but i don't know that that's going to be likely feels bad man i really hope that you could summon your uh, fallen allies oh my god the Ar army of the dead thing came up in my head earlier i was like thinking about you don't want it to just be you know uh, like the, the idea of having to, to increase the amount of summons that you're capable of summoning is a very interesting idea because it can create more targets, you know, mm -hmm. that maybe have to be attacked by enemies or however, however we, we could end up potentially playing with those summoned creatures. Um, but one thing I'd hate is like, you just do it like army of the dead sort of thing. <laughs> you like just have this like complete little Zerg of undead creatures that either, perform overly well or just don't really hit the mark at all because it always seemed like that was the case with wow but 
Yeah, man, that would be really cool uh, to have you the capability as a necromancer to actually like resurrect a fallen ally or something. So, just one more thought before we go, because like yeah. everyone's talking about like actual summons, like actual actual creatures. Mm-hmm. Think of attacks as not just like you're summoning creatures. Think of yeah. attacks as so. You, let's say you're using a a magical spell to attack someone with bite or something, right? So you can summon a creature out of like another realm that comes oh. out of the ground and attacks you and then goes back into the ground. So you're not actually summoning a creature as such, but your attack is a summon from another realm attacking and then disappearing. So you don't have to actually have to have summons as such, but you can still have mm. your creatures coming out to attack. So it yeah. can still be unique and not just, I'm a Pokemon trainer, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bony hands coming from the ground and rooting people. That would be yeah, cool. That, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, like armor said, I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Go on, man. Faisal <laughs> <laughs> wants to summon murder bunnies. That's yeah. What he, he gets a freaking summon an armor of like, or an army of undead little murder bunnies, man. Jeez, Imagine like red eyes and stuff, man. <laughs> The race of bunnies have been hunted for generations. It is time to rise up. (laughs) Freaking trellis sand, like bags of like loot. Um, Okay, never mind. Let's just leave that alone. All right, let's go to the next point really quick here. The next next discussion question in the Q and A was as follows. In the weather showcase stream, the team had hinted at weather impacting ships. Does that mean that ships can have status effects such as being on fire? Okay, and the answer is that ships absolutely can have status effects. The majority of the time, those status effects will be conferred based on the weapon types that are being used against the ship or encounters that the ships are facing, either weather or NPC-based. Well, that's that's kind of a can we put a flag on that one real quick weather or mpc based in addition weather can also affect wind patterns at sea put a flag on that one as well wind patterns provide the ship's movement speed for certain advantages in certain directions this keeps the playing field dynamic you will not be able in certain area of the sea and always Oh, man, i got to do an edit on this, don't I? <laughs> In certain areas of the sea, and always expect that when you turn horizontal in the world that you'll go faster because based on the weather pattern and the wind that is present, that might change the moment from moment to moment. So I heard that, and I thought to myself, this reminds me a little bit of anybody? Rhodes? I don't want to say Valheim, honestly. Really? Because Valheim did, did win, too, like, depending on the mm. direction. Yeah. Depending I mean, on the direction you would go, you would see like the wind indicator and you could pick up speed if you were going like with the wind. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you might have think been thinking him. Yeah, exactly. You, you kind of needed to. It, it was a little more smart sailing, but mm-hmm. I don't know what you were thinking of. Maybe Arcage. I, I don't recall that being a thing, but. Mm. I mean, if we're going to talk about details, um, this mm-hmm. reverts to a lot of video games not just mmorpgs absolutely you have sea of thieves you have zelda wind waker you have uh uh what's it called assassin's creed black flag you have mm. uh skull and bones you have you have a lot of different systems yeah and a lot of different uh mechanics yeah atlas is one of them as well um it depends on how detailed and what is your core at the very end of it. For example, Atlas really cared about the entire ship 
if you had a hole in the ship, you could potentially lose 90% of it piece by piece if you want. Oh, wow. At least that's what I remember from playing Atlas. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play it very long, uh, but see it these too. Like if you sunk your ship like that, that definitely had a cost. Yeah, definitely. But Sea of Thieves, here's the difference. Sea of Thieves, you mm. you had a ship and you were able to take damage. True. And once it's fully sunk, it's gone. Uh, how usually MMORPGs, how I see them do it is basically you lose a chunk of the ship, you get to repair it once in a while, sure. But it's, it's very hectic, complicated to maintain. Uh, you also have systems where the wind, the position of the wind, and also the weight of those ships, how big are they and how fast can they go? Uh, oh, yeah. Dude. Very different in all, all of these things. So I don't know what type of mechanic is best for Ashes. I don't know what mechanics you enjoy. Uh, so... Yeah, that's the that's the that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, what are the preferences that we all would have for naval content as a whole? I mean, what are some other thoughts you guys might have on that one? I mean, um, I I'll go ahead, Hermitel. Yeah. So, my thoughts were when you were talking before about the um, status effects being from either pl um, weapons or weather. What mm -hmm. status effects could be done by weather? Like, yeah, I mean, I could I, see fire because of lightning. I could see yeah. like basically, basically like getting if if you like got like maybe it was like cold or something, and you were being rained rain, on, sleet or something, ocean freezes or like you yeah, have some sort of like body of water, and there's glaciers there, and yeah, that's uh, slowing down. Yeah. You know? rain is most probably one of them. Yeah, you can take in water as yeah. it collects over time. You know. Um, you know, one of anything but like Dead Sea or anything, like how it is like no wind at all for a certain period of time, then you can't actually move. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're all forgetting the really, the really big one here though, and that's if you were to uh, be close to like the the sand areas, like the desert areas, and you're off the coast in a ship, and there's a sandstorm, and it just like decks you in sand, and then you get turned into like a muddy, muddy hot mess, and like it weighs your boat down and potentially, you know. Um, Wow, Faisal, I mean, look how hey, much you enjoyed that. Hey, hey. <laughs> I saw the smile go around. Sand, like sand is completely liquid. <laughs> so if I see a ship on top of sand, I would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you just start talking about sand, anything, and he just lights up like Christmas, doesn't he? <laughs> I just, I'm just imagining the um, parts of the Caribbean, the, uh, the boat okay. going across the sand now. <laughs> yeah, it's like going through. Like, are we in? Are we in the? Are we on the ocean, or is this like is a quicksand, or what is going on here? And Faisal wants to join the navy, but he's the one who leave the sand. <laughs> that could be an idea, like a, a like a, a actual like sea of sand. That you had to navigate dude, through. That would be that a could trip. be like one of the realms. Yeah. Oh, dude, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? It'd be like a just whole quicksand area or something. You're like tossing anchors out, like launching them off of like a harpoon gun or something, right? And then like pulling it in just to like pull yourself across like this, you know, <laughs> like sandy quicksand area or whatever. It's like, you gotta keep moving or you'll sink. Keep going. We can't stop. You can't stop. We have to keep. And then that'd make Mariner classes really <laughs> useful, yeah, wouldn't exactly. it? Yeah, sure would. Sandworms in that too. I mean, yeah, oh, it's not like you're not going to have dangers there that are like, you know, world boss related. I mean, I think mm. one of the things too that would be interesting is like if you do have a period where there's like no wind or 
you're having to travel against the wind, you've got to have some sort of like, um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like oars on the boat to be able to navigate mm -hmm. through those. Cause Absolutely. I wouldn't expect you would have, you know, any mechanical things to help you with that. So I think that's part of it. Um, and I think one of the things we haven't really talked about yet too, that are like would implement status effects besides weather is there was some talk about like other attachments like yeah. Greek fire. I mean, I would love to see something like that in there mm -hmm. that, you know, depending on what your attachments are, you have that, or I think we already talked about like the harpoon thing, being able to potentially slow or root. I mean, I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, you've got you like, what if you can shoot like goblins or something across across to the? To the oh my god! Like, really? Like, little goblin termites and start eating the yeah. ship or something. Yeah. Just stuff them in the cannon, real quick. All right, come on, we go. Let's go. Well, I, I got a new I event can... for you. It's a player made event. I can put them in a cannon. That's cool. You got to put them in a slingshot, like a big old ballista. Bro, goblins, that'll be fine. Gabi, Gabi, man. I can also see that vice versa to to where uh, orcs uh, put like dwarves into cannons and fire at the enemy. <laughs> you imagine some minotaur so ships? Yeah, they're armored, so I think they're okay to be in cannons. I think, yeah. Mm. Just a whole cartoon thing, where you, like, and inside the ship, and you see like a dwarf <laughs> figure just pop into the side right. of the ship. Right. The ship's got got like the shields on the side with like the 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 dwarf like skeletons and armor and stuff. We have like, a pipe out of dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about how about this one? Uh, this one's another caravan discussion. I wanna I'm gonna try to chop through these because being mindful of the time, but also we got a good number of questions we need to chop through and I have a fun discussion I wanna make sure we include today because I have a feeling post AMA next pa uh, Pathfinder podcast is gonna be pretty loaded with feedback and things that probably come from the AMA along with community uh, curated discussions that I wanna include. So. Talking about the caravan, okay, what is the reason for requiring the destru destruction of the caravan by the attacks, as opposed to the attackers gaining possession of the caravan? The answer essentially is that it needs to be a bit of an even playing field. And Stephen had experienced games where you could take control of the, you know, types of vehicles. And while you can with ships, with caravans, they want to emphasize the idea of not necessarily stealing the vehicle, but being forced to achieve victory through destruction. Saying when you do, you have the logistical issues of how you will transport those goods on your own rather than servicing the transport of that by just hijacking the opponent. And there's also some gamification that can occur if you can just steal those things and take the caravan to a certain location. They need to be stolen items for a system. And as a result, you need to be able to loot the container and not necessarily just turn it in. Um, yeah, so basically saying that, you know, in regard to like the caravansary, there's also no means by which players can turn in another player's caravan at a caravansary uh, as a pit stop or final destination because that would be a stolen caravan. It's to provide some sort of leveled playing field for the caravan users who are transiting around the world and requirement from the attackers to usually succeed at destroying it rather than ninja looting the caravan per se. But again, that is not to say that with ships, you cannot, they're a different vehicle type and have different rule set as a result. Um, anyway, thoughts on that one? I 
Why are you smiling a little bit? So, uh, I'm, not, I'm not smiling. No, I'm, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say, like, I do agree with the caravan not being totally lost, and there is like a potential mm. for. I don't want to say exploitation, but I think there's there's penalties, um, and I think you need to balance like the risk versus reward there. If it's an option to be able to steal and redirect the caravan, I think that's maybe, in my opinion, feels like it's too harsh of a penalty. I mean, you still need to be able to lose something, lose some goods. You have to have some skin in the game. But I think there's definitely um, there's definitely some limits I think you need to put on there just to ensure people are still incentivized to put caravans out there and maybe like totally. you know do the right thing and make sure they're protected, but not like have it be to a point where they like lose everything right. um with the ships so that's an interesting choice as well that you could potentially steal a ship um mm -hmm. yeah that one i i'm i'm curious on like the logic there obviously if you um if it's a ship-based caravan and that's the only way you can move goods is that like immune to this like you know full stealing or is it follow the caravan rules versus just a ship on the open seas um and honestly i would love to have like a way to booby trap that if it does get stolen you can just like you know self-destruct it and be like yeah scorched earth Ooh. that would be that would be actually pretty <laughs> satisfying like if you're gonna if you <sighs> want it go ahead and take it but by the way, you're just sitting on uh, a little bit of uh, a time magical, bomb. <laughs> yeah, a little magical time bomb. That's fun. That's where the tactics come in. That's great. So you're like, oh, I'm just, yeah, we're sending out a caravan now. Really, your caravan's like three caravans behind, and the other two are all bombs. Oh, man, dude. I mean, come on. Anyone that's a Star Trek fan can appreciate the self-destruct option. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. Speaking of, dude, when we do the next LFM show in, like, what, a week from Thursday or whatever? Oh, we got mm. some things to talk about related to Star Trek, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I saw some that? stuff online. Oh, my I gosh. Need to, I okay. need to watch that. I've bookmarked it. So Sorry, everybody. We'll get back on track with Ashes here. I just had to say that because, like, I'm pretty stoked to have that conversation. I'm curious what we'll have with that. That's going to be, like, a half hour easy, I think. <laughs> well, that's yeah, the only podcast sure. I can listen to now. You're like, I'll listen to this one. Oh yeah, because you you're on this one now. It's yeah, so okay. I can't, I can't. I don't like listening to myself. So no, so I do listen to the LFM. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to know. I mean, you know. Sorry, a certain noise. Uh, okay, it's not the one in my head. Next question. Any other thoughts on that one, real quick? Oh, I know I'm moving kind of quick, but I'm gonna try to get through these. What was the voice saying? Yeah. Uh, I can't confirm or deny what that was. What? Huh? Loot. DK. I just want to say this environment you all talk about, this is not a dark Lord thing. It's red and it's blue. It's dark and warm, like, or like, hey, warm I'm going to say, cool, warm. Like say is, cool, warm. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. You're not even going to like speak about the, the, the latest thing that you said what? It's because huh? it's going to work against you and you're huh? unable to ninja loot from caravans, nor, nor the ships. I would never so, do that. Uh, well, yes, you would. Um, I would, Anyone would loot anything if it was lootable, right? That's what the well, ninja looter would say. Go <laughs> on, your, dude. You have Damn to follow the, the loot rules of your leader first, right? You can't just uh, take what you want and just run with it. Uh, you gotta oh respect my gosh. the uh, rules of the Lord. 
Wow, Raz and Chad said Darth Vader blue and red internal conflict. Unbelievable. This is ridiculous. All right, moving on. Will we be able to furnish our ships similar to housing? That's an interesting question. That was an interesting question. And there are attachments that can apply to a ship, and some of those are decorative in nature. There are also slots that have utility aspects to them as well that are decorative. This is more like a figurehead on the boat, and they're trying to stay away from internal uh, compartments and ships because that presents a whole different type of interface and how uh, and flow that can Definitely. be a bit cumbersome. So, like, I, yeah, I could I could potentially see them doing it. It's just it's going to be a whole different DLC and yeah. a later stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I now. see that. That's a, yeah. that's a later thing, but. Even though it's lighter thing, that's a good thing. Like for sure, there's, there's a, you don't need to add everything at launch, right? No, add yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, you already got the emblem system in there. It potentially, could be utilized for ships anyway. So, yeah, I mean, most rip. people are going to want to see the outside of the ship versus like the interior. You yeah, see if you have like a den of sim in there, anything like that. What? Oh my god! Wow, dude. What do you mean? What is this? What is going on? You all, Sims you know, party boat. No, I'm keeping track four times with this nonsense from you all today. Four times. We usually do three. Okay. Three references to something that's not true about me. Okay. We're going overboard today. This is a little. Just wondering what you excessive. would call a boat, though. Could it be like. It's not important. Know, not the, important. The dark overlords, oh. you know, leash. Look. <laughs> I don't even understand where these false narratives come from. Honestly, it's licensed slander. Y'all just need to like be understanding of that. And uh, the next question, because it's important that we stay on track here and these lies and slanderous statements don't really help us with that, friends, okay? Is there going to be any form of dual specialization allowing us to swap between two setups of skills, talents, augments, etc.? That is a convenience component to the ability to respect so yes you can save specs so that when you are respecting you don't need to go through the monotony of finding specific skills will need to happen in town to respect either your primary or secondary class good to hear that we can do that but you're not changing it's, it on the fly right important this isn't world of warcraft and i think it's, it's important that you, you can't just be like hey let me just flip over to the other thing real quick yeah yeah Okay, will nodes located on islands be easily accessible at the start of the game? Or will it be races for players to gain access to ships in order to explore potential island node locations? You're you able gotta to swim. swim with islands. Yeah, you gotta that's swim. the only thing I'm gonna tell you. You're gonna swim. <laughs> you can swim, so you won't have to have a ship. That's essentially the long and short of the answer. It's the same with all nodes. There are nodes that are going to be located great distances from the starting locations. So, I mean, cost-benefit analysis, you know, you wait. But you if you early. meet the Kraken along the way, yeah, I was about to say, it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah. You might get, you know, a little backhand Gulp. from the Kraken. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that Negolith, dude, is huge. Yeah. Jeez, dude, I can't I even know. imagine that thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in the waiting pool until I get a ship, but there's no <laughs> way I'm going out there and coming face-to-face with the Kraken. Yeah. So, I won't call the Kraken Kevin. He's Are you? Kevin, Why Kevin? Yeah. Kevin's, yep. uh, Kevin's, Kevin's nice? Kraken. Kevin yeah, the Kraken? Nice. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this was another interesting question right here. Now I'm curious, this one I'm more specifically curious what you think about this idea. Will it be possible for any character to hide their character's name and guild plate through any means? Yes, 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 yes. Give me, give me. There, there are some <laughs> ideas around about disguises for characters that incorporate nameplates and guilds. There are also same discussions for caravans and ships, whether or not they're holding uh, a full haul of goods, whether or not they can mitigate the distances between the notification area of a caravan or not. And but Steven's not really ready to expand on that yet because they've not vetted those designs. Also, it's probably more like DLC stuff, I would think. Um, but well, the thoughts on that idea and question as a whole, uh, Armored Tell, you seem quite excited about the prospect. Yeah. Any, any, anything that allows me to, uh, add espionage, espionage and like secret hiding and like, uh, traitorous things we can do is just adding extra layers onto the, the conflict of social dynamics in the game. And that's what I love. Like, as I, as I mentioned before, like I'd love to be able to assassinate the mayor before a raid so that way they lose some abilities or something, right? Like, I'd love to do something like that. And be like, don't so. yes. why, why assassinate the mayor if you can become the mayor? Huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, that's, that's true. Because... You can't be, can, can you be mayor of more than one node, though? No. I don't think so. No. No, that's right. No. no. So you gotta, you got to assassinate someone. Fair enough. I'm curious. Are you gonna wear? Are you? Is your character gonna be dressed for the occasion like you are in real life right now with the cloak uh, and the? I was always told dress for the job you want, not the one you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. well said. Well said. <laughs> wow, man, that was pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, kind of stuff you miss when you're not watching this live, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man. You, you, you might enjoy listening to it and you might catch it on youtube but man if you if you don't catch it live on twitch you just miss out you just do there's a layer man there's added it's layers yes sort You're of like um, halloween are you why is that yeah i don't know it's a, I, feel, I feel like something's gonna come around i feel i feel like it's gonna be a good time um in which case sim needs a ninja outfit wow this is not stop you know it's like i'm 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 trying to go with this is how people show their love for me but i'm just not always sure what, what's that PO box again what's that what? PO box again to send the ninja outfit <laughs> i'm not sharing it <laughs> i'm really glad it's not my actual uh, profile right now because that would totally get yoinked probably yeah <laughs> i do I'll, have I'll to send it to your PO box i know you would okay i'm gonna not <laughs> what would it, you imagine like i would totally wear it too um Wait, wait, hold on. Uh, <laughs> well, that just happened. Okay. Well, that doesn't need to get clipped, and I'm not clipping that, so I'm going to move on, okay? Okay, final... Uh, well, there's actually two. So our oceans and underwater areas are going to have seasonal changes. They will not have seasonal changes now. Okay, by leveling up a pilot mariner class, will two identical ships have different speeds and turning abilities based on their pilot's level? This is an interesting one. 
The benefits of having Mariner expertise is not just related to activities you can do on the ship, but will also incorporate skills that become available when you are piloting ships as well. There are a few things that the Mariner class provides. One, interaction with attachments on the ship. Two, driving the ship itself. Three, utilizing the ship's components like cells. And four, repairing ships uh, speed when you can do it. Okay. There's a lot of aspects to Mariner classes. Like Mariner classes, I think are going to be very interesting. I I still want to double down on this. I think that Mariner classes and naval content, of all of that, all of the dynamic between ship size, you know, how many people are on your ship, how many people are a variety of different Mariner classes that are going to be utilizing aspects of that ship, while you're fighting something like a Negolith, that that is going to be interesting. Right. I if we can legit have I'm telling you, if we can have ship raiding world bosses, that's going to be sick. Don't expect it to be there launch. I'm just saying that would be sick. Yeah. Every time I hear like how in depth some of some of these new mechanics, like when he goes in depth about like mm-hmm. the Mariner class or like the taming system or something like it's like I try and temper like try and keep my expectations low. Sure. Then when he says this, I'm like, I don't want to fairy craft because I'm going to get my my hopes up too much. Because he's like, instead of being here, here's the taming system. No, it is like six layers. Is you want to pilot a ship? No, it's not just that. It's this, 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 this. I'm like, I need to just lower my expectations, Stephen. Just calm. Let's stop. Stop it. <laughs> relax. Mm-hmm. Relax. Wait, gentlemen, any thoughts on that? Any other thoughts around ships? Yeah, I mean, I, I do like the fact that you can specialize. I think I talked a little bit about something like this in one of the articles up on the HQ when I talked about mirror classes. It's like having like mm-hmm. a way to be an engineer versus a pilot versus something else. And I think this is like mm-hmm. a really cool idea. And I'm I'm with Armored Cell on this. It's like I'm trying to keep my expectations low, but it still feels like there's just so much behind the scenes. Yeah that's happening that they've already got working and they're comfortable talking about clearly because they've talked about this like in in some level of detail on the stream so yeah this one was a really interesting one and it made me very happy considering like what i was hoping that they would do with the mariner class is that it be something um once again that just gives a player an opportunity to differentiate and and have another way to like you know, horizontally progress and in the game, which is really good. So this is exciting. All I uh, all I truly want is sea shanties. That's <laughs> all I want. He's like, I just want to see shanty. You give me that, I'll be I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Bard should be able to do sea shanties. Oh my gosh. Definitely. That'd be fun. So Okay, so we've we've hit the Q and A stuff. We've knocked it out. We've got the AMA coming up. There's there's something else I want to talk to y'all about. I've I've caught some of these discussion points in the comments area or the comment areas of videos, and with it being the month of October, I don't. It's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite month. It's my favorite holiday. I just like love Halloween, man. I, I do. I love it. Um, it's like. This is the time of year I love going through all the Harry Potter movies. Um, this is the time of year where I love like watching Dracula films, right? Some of the different things you can get into, right? I, I tried watching Teen Wolf the other day, and I was like, "Oh wow, I don't, I don't think I can do this anymore." But like Michael J. Fox, but I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> so here's 
Here's, yeah, it was good. Um, so when we think about vanquished creatures of the world, right, we've seen things like the Enchanted Armor. Recently, they showed off some spectral character models. Um, we've seen some undead as of late. I mean, in hell, in in reality, behind Daedalus, you can see a hell of a sight, which is the undead uh, creatures in the world. Now, you know, this was uh, shared with us not too long ago as well. Who would have thought the Dark Lord would like Halloween? Wow, that's uh, unbelievable. You guys are just absolute villains in my chat right now, but that's fine. I love you anyway. Um, love, see? Not dark intentions. There, I just need you to think about that for a moment. So, I don't. I know that they have not planned there being like a system for vampires or werewolves in the game, right? In fact, I don't think it's really likely that we'll see that. At least I remember Steven talking about once and mentioning like, you know, that's not really kind of a thing. I'm wondering if it would be in the future or not, but would you, do you feel like they'd be missing a mark if we didn't have werewolves and vampires that existed in this game? Even if you can't be them, like if they weren't in the game, do you feel like that would be a bit of a missed opportunity? Why or why not? What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Halloween is one of my favorite holidays as well. And I do like, I mean, I've been like recently, like, like binging a few types of things in this vein too, like with vampires and werewolves and, and whatnot, knowing that it's like coming up on Halloween as well. And, and I think this would be like a great opportunity. I think at one point I did ask something about shape-shifting if that was a thing. And it, it wasn't necessarily a thing for like player characters to do, but I would love like um, to have like these types of creatures in there because you've already got undead. And so why not have other creatures of the night? I just kind of feel like that could be good and that could be part of a storyline. It could be, you know, another way, you know, the you know, the others like try to corrupt the world. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it does, it can fit. I'm not going to say it does fit because I don't know all the lore, but I right. feel like it can fit um, because, you know, you could have like, um, you know, what they were talking about, like creatures rise up from the ground when they were talking about the zombies. I mean, what's to say you can't have like an ancient creature that goes and, you know, attacks a town and turns that town into a bunch of, you know, werewolves yeah. or, you know, have some sort of like, you know, dark overlord type you know vamping it up and and turning the populace and you know having them attack a town you know, never what's know. that saying uh getting the fang bang going or like is that is that what you mean <laughs> yeah you, who, who knows you could have a you know monster uh, coin event fang bang you know nope. that could happen not 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 clipping any of this either nope hmm you may not, but I'm sure others will. Yeah. Why did so, you even have to call it that, of all things? Because <laughs> it made sense at the time. Yes, it did. <laughs> There's no other way I can kind of explain that, but, you know, we were all, at the time, just we all wanted to sink our teeth in really badly, and we were kind of fiending for some blood. And it, we, it, we were RPing, you know, we were RPing yes. vampires, of course. Yes, obviously. It's not like I've got fangs in the bedroom or anything. I like not in the bedroom, but just in the room. And uh, I actually bought some for that. Halloween. That's just where they're at right now. It's not a weird thing like that. 
Dude, have you ever gotten those vampire things that you can actually, uh, you melt down sort of like, it's not like an adhesive, but it's like a, uh, I don't know, it's like sort of... Uh, like a wax, right? Not quite, but it's it's sort of like somewhere in between there. Literally, I've, I've, I had some years ago, and I got some recently uh, for Halloween. And it's so awesome because like, you can you can literally you got melt the stuff down. It's kind of hot, and it's like molding. And you put them in there, and then you shove them up on your teeth, and you basically can sort of like make it to where they just fit on seamlessly. And I was like, dude, yeah, they look really good. They yeah, look I good. I did that like one year. One year I went uh, as a vampire work like God years ago. Yeah, had you been like twenty years ago? Holy crap! But yeah, I remember that. And they look so real. It looks like, you know, it was very, very realistic. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the um, werewolf and vampire thing. Like, my inter- interpretation is it could be not vampires and werewolves as we know them, but think of more so how the Talna was created, how they were like mixed races sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe the, the uh, ancients could come back down and do, do a bit of uh, like uh, some sort of virus or plague to start turning people. Ooh. as an like, involuntary thing Ooh. and it'll give you like debuffs and, and buffs and you yeah, have to go curses to or something like that yeah, yeah. that's right um or even <sighs> like there's some creatures that are being corrupted like you would have seen some creatures that have been like slightly uh redded if you know what i mean like they've got like kind of got like a corruption aura around them like it was mm-hmm. i can't remember what creature it was but it was like half and half normal half uh corruption-esque but like mm-hmm. that could be another Thing that could be vampire esque and not va- uh, werewolf, where the other one could be werewolf because, like, ta- Talna. Yeah. So it could be, it's like pseudo werewolf vampire, but not quite. Yeah, like the, the creature the husbandry. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. I mean, I feel like the werewolf vibe is going to be possible through Tolnar to make something pretty close to that. Hell, it might be possible to do something that looks vampire with a Tolnar too, though. Depending yeah, on what options you in, got. Yeah. Or you can put technically uh, a season where an anti-corruption thing, mm. making them return to normal human form. Oh, that'd be interesting, man. Or whatever uh, other race, technically. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Reverse that. What if uh, Tolnar had a primal form? Oh, dude. That'd be pretty cool. So being more civilized oh, and more savage. Yeah, like more bestial, sort of like yes. larger. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you, so cool. you know what I'm talking about. This. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be crazy, dude. Like m- less uh, human slash divine race ancestry, more beast. Yeah, you just yeah, have to bigger, embrace bigger. more corruption. That's all you have to do. You just, uh, um, just try and go follow the path of corruption and see if it works for you, you know? Just see if that's it... not what I was saying or going for at all. I just want to be clear that that was not oh, anything. Oh, you agreed with it. Before that yeah, was before added. Faze <laughs> <laughs> was like, nah, I saw you shake your head. Uh, you, you did it. You said it. Oh, my God. It's like one of my little – it's like my little brother Baz right now. This is exactly what he's reminded me of. God, he, he's such a little shit. Anyway. <laughs> What other other like spooky creatures? And it, this isn't a question I'm gonna not just for us, but like for the whole community, right? In Ashes of Creation, what are some really great? We've had the conversation around creatures we'd like to see potentially from like the rewards of Kickstarter backing stuff. 
But what about like, what are some really terrifying, spooky creatures you like to think? I mean, we've already got the ancients already look like aliens, like H.R. Geiger stuff to me. You've got mm-hmm. corrupt, corrupt creatures, right? What other what would be some other creatures that would be really great to see that would totally be uh, give you like that, you know, haunted sort of ominous, horrific like theme that you'd like to see in the right. game? I've got something that might be really scary for okay. some uh, loot-hungry people. Some thing of like oh. the R- the, the Ashen version of the IRS coming after you. <laughs> the, the Ashen version of the IRS? <laughs> oh my god, dude. See, he's already sweating. He's thinking revenue service. No. One and a half hours into the show, freshly shaved. It's natural Persian oil. That's what that is. Okay. That's all I mean, it is. I'm I not think sweating. If I would pick a creature that is underrated a bit, I think I would pick gargoyles. Oh yeah. I like gargoyles, man. Like those aren't as popular. Ooh. As they are, and if you make a really good story behind them, I think people would enjoy it. Ooh, we got I some. I like that idea. This is ooh, we got some good ones in chat right here. How about this? So we've got flying ghost spiders are always fun. Nice, <laughs> pretty good one. Insect swarms. All right, there's another one. Okay. Silent demon birds. Jeez. I I would like to see just haunted ghost spirit sort of thing it would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw gargoyles. Someone, uh, yeah. Serena mentioned um, the angel statues from Doctor Who. Oh yeah, oh, like, yeah. They're like solid, and then they start chasing you as you look away. Yeah. Oh, that that's a really fun. That's actually a really fun uh, mechanic. When I go back to the old Zelda games, Legend of Zelda games, the eyeballs. Remember those flying eyeballs? How like when you turn your back, they'd come at you, right? When you turn and looked at them, they'd stop. That was fun. Yeah, Lovecraft. Anything Lovecraft? Yeah, there's definitely some really spooky mm-hmm. stuff that could be Lovecraft inspired. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the question I want to leave for people. Like especially in light of the fact that we're in the month of October, sort of a ha- haunted Halloween month coming up. We know that we're going to have a pretty, hopefully we have a really great live stream showing off some, some, you know, new spooky creatures, whether, I mean, they showed off recently the undead, which also I, I kind of wonder, man, in this November live stream coming up, like we're, we're seeing the, the undead sort of model, like, Oh, how, how cool would it be to see like, a core character from the game. Like not like the ancients, mm. but like a, like we have, we actually seen one yet. No, not one core character from the primary story. Right. It would be sick to see like, I don't know. King Atrax or something like the first Lich. That guy's I'm curious what he's going to look like. I feel like that's going to be a big reveal. Yeah, that would be a huge one. He always said Ajax in chat. <laughs> yeah, King Atrax. Ajax. Yeah, I feel like Al- Fallow's Hold in general is probably going to be a pretty spooky place, though. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, I'd be pretty, pretty bummed and let down by that. But that's why I'm gonna, I'm going to leave it for you all. So if you're listening to this later, you're watching it, right? We'll be doing the uh, Pathfinder post show for a little bit here shortly. But I definitely would like to hear some of your ideas for spooky creatures and ashes of creation. What you think would be really cool? What you'd like to see? Maybe one that you know that maybe already exists that you'd love to see them showcase. Um, but any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wind this beast of a show down? Nothing for me. No. I'm good. I'm looking forward to the uh, AMA on Friday. Yep. Yeah. Remember, so Stevens AMA is going to be this Friday on their Twitch.tv forward slash Ashes of Creation. Um, It'll be at 11 a.m. Pacific, right? That'll be 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. uh, This October the 14th on Friday. So be there, be square. If you want to do a viewing party with me and the rest of the community here, feel free to drop by. I'll be doing a watch party just because, well, I'm not going to be able to do the Ashes post show or Ashes of uh, Creation Developer stream at the end of the month. So I'll be doing that to sort of at least make up for it, sort of, kind of. Not the same thing I know, but it's always good to hang out with the Ashes fam and do stuff like that. So um, everybody, it's been a it's been a great podcast as always. Gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on this podcast, uh, Dataless. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. And Armored Cell. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Armored Cell and yeah. in the shadows of the deep. Cut and Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as uh, Bagel108. Yeah. And friends, again, real quick, thanks so much, everybody. It's been a it's been a hell of a podcast on episode 197. We got literally three more till we hit the big old 200, 200. That'll be happening in early November. We're going to have one more show, I believe. Yeah, two more shows. We're going to get the 16th and the 23rd that I'll be doing. I'll be gone on the 30th, so I will not be doing a uh, podcast episode that one that day but we'll definitely be getting your your notes and stuff up i'll keep people posted on that closer towards uh the end or end part of this month um thanks again so much to everybody who's been uh been tuning into ashes hq's youtube supporting following sharing in the conversation it means a lot really do appreciate it make sure you bookmark ashes hq um hit me up on kofi if you want to support this podcast and all the other things get some shout outs going and everything friends might be at the end of this show, but got to remind all of you, whether you're here with us live, whether you watch on YouTube, you listen on the drive, you two are an Ashes Pathfinder. So much love to you all. Much love to Intrepid Studios. Until next week, live your best lives. Walk in the dark, I mean the light, and have a great night, everybody. I have no idea how that just happened. We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Night. Bye. Take care, everybody.